What is good, everyone, and welcome back to episode two of the Nostalgia Plus Ultra podcast. My name is Nostalgia. Joining me is, oh, new name on Twitter, uh, Zozo's Bizarre Adventure. What's going yeah. on, my guy? What's up? What's going on, man? Not much, man. I'm chilling. Um, before we get into the episode, I want to kind of start with an apology to everybody who listened uh, to episode one. Uh, if I had a dollar for every time I said the word like or um, <laughs> I swear I'd, I'd probably I'd probably be able to pay my rent, or at least my at least my uh, my like Wi-Fi bill and stuff. Oh I know my that god! For, <laughs> my internet and my cable. I know for a fact if I counted how many times I said like or um in that podcast episode, I'd probably I'd have a lot of money. Basically, I, I didn't even notice when we were recording. I think it's just one of those things where you kind of listen to yourself back and you're like oh my god this sucks <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's it is what it is this episode it was the first episode so you know there's gonna be a lot of kinks and stuff we're not good at yet i'm pretty sure if we continue this and we listen back to episode one and we're all like god lord willing episode like 50 or something like that if we get to that point and i look back at episode one it's gonna be 10 times worse than what it is yeah of course <laughs> of course but i mean I just kind of got flashbacks to uh, DVC's class where. Oh my god! Do you remember like so? I had to do. Remember my capstone where I had to do like a. a I had to do a podcast. It was like me and Peyton doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, are we? Me and him did the first episode, and he was like, "Oh, Peyton sounds really good on the mic. You don't." And I was like, "What the?" Fuck? Of course. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man." Of course, Peyton. Oh man, he was. I mean, Peyton's a natural on the mic. But He's a charming man. I mean, we did. I mean, that podcast was fun. We might have to start that up again. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I have two separate two separate podcasts going at the same yeah, time. Why not? I haven't even started the first one really. Um, but yeah, getting into stuff. Uh, so, Zoe, what have you been listening to, playing? What have you been watching? What's up? See, um, I started playing Persona Five finally after five years. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, it lives up to the hype. Holy shit, it's good. I'm about 20 hours in, and it doesn't feel like it. I, I f- it feels like everything's going by quick. Uh, g- genuinely, if someone feels like they don't like turn-based, I think like me. I, I, I think this is the game to start with because it's it's everything is so different about this game. They're like the battle system is crazy like you can you know obviously melee attack or you can use your persona like everyone has a persona that has different spells and shit that you can use some use sp which is their mp some use hp um you have a ranged weapon everyone has like a gun so you can use that instead of uh your melee uh there's something called baton passes where if one person weakens one of the enemies, you can pass it on to another person and continue attacking before the enemy can get up and attack. Wow. And then um, besides the battle system, the life sim part, of it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, obviously, I think people know uh, there is a life sim part of Persona 5 and... Uh, you anything you do in your real life translates into battles like it it helps uh really yeah yeah so like if you study you get your knowledge up and if you get your knowledge up that 
allows you to learn more spells quicker, I think. Um, okay. If you... You could go to the batting cages, and if you do good at the batting cages, that gets your proficiency up. And if you get your proficiency up, that means your spells are more effective. Uh, you you have to flirt with chicks, and that gets your charm up. And if your charm gets up, when you hold up enemies to either join your team give you money or give you an item you're more effective because you're more obviously you're more charming so you're more like uh, you know give me your stuff yeah <laughs> um and one thing one thing that like surprised me was like yeah you're a, you're a teenager in high school so you have to study and uh some teachers will catch you uh, being distracted in class and then you got to answer a question and it, it all goes to your knowledge but f for exam week you as the player had to pay attention to the questions that they asked you because you have to take the exam are you kidding me it's not a long ass exam it's like two questions per class but if you remember it, which they're not hard to remember, they're not crazy questions. Yeah. But if yeah, I get you. if you do remember, like what they talked about, then you could get a better grade, and that goes into your knowledge. It's pr it's really really interesting. Okay. And it, it's it's simple questions like, uh, oh, oh, oh my god, and it's really funny since it takes place in modern day Japan. They use um. There's a specific word. I forgot what it's called. But, like, they call me Alonzo-kun. Oh, my God. And like, Oh, my God. And, like, since I'm a second year, lower classmen call me, oh, Alonzo-senpai. Like, shit like that. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, the questions are like, oh, Alonzo-kun, what is, what, is, what is the phenomenon where you... you uh, do something and it works just off believing and it's like oh the placebo effect like it's it's simple yeah, questions okay. like that oh so I mean it's not bad but like I just the fact they put that in there is just like I don't know I guess obviously with turn based games or like games like that in general you kind of need something else to kind of yeah put something on top of it that way the players that get bogged down are just kind of bored with the I guess the regular gameplay that's kind of going on yeah and it's there's so much to do like you go to the movie theater, and depending on the movie, it'll raise, like, your kindness, your guts, your something. And uh, <laughs> the last mo movie, in quotes, I saw was The Cake Night Rises. <laughs> and and you hear, you, hear, you hear voice clips, and it's like, <laughs> you wonder if I use pies or cakes. It's because it shows the villains their true taste. And if oh. they have bad taste, like, it's like this whole thing. It's really fucking funny. Oh, my funny. God. It's really, really funny. But That's yeah, crazy. I, so far, I think it's like an S-tier game. It's like really good. I understand the hype. Yeah, I mean, you know my whole uh, idea on turn-based games. I just don't have the patience to play turn-based games. Like, when you when you were playing... I think you're playing Dragon Quest when I yeah. like went to go chill with you like last weekend. 
I was like, man, like I could not do this. Drag just just be just because it's it's a situation where like everybody has to attack. Yeah, and then everybody on the other side has to attack, and then you got other stuff. Yeah, it's just a lot of stuff going on. I'm, I just think I don't have the real patience for turn-based games like that. I have seen gameplay of Persona Five, and it looks cool. Yeah, I I mean I feel like. If I was to play a turn-based game, I probably would try to take up Persona 5. But mm. it's that patience, man. <laughs> so, like, everybody has to – I'm just so good. With, like, that's what the thing is with me. I'm a big MMO guy. Yeah. A big, like, just nonstop action guy. So, stuff like that where I got to wait for stuff to happen is just kind of mm, – I don't know. That's basically just me, though. Yeah, I think if anyone – like, anyone listening, if they – don't if they haven't played a turn-based game and they're thinking about it, do not play Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> it is a good game. I liked it a lot. I I recently just beat it. Uh, it is a good game, but it is very one long as fuck. Two grindy as all hell. Three very uh, it's very like by the books like. You know, everyone goes one at a time, and you have your spells, or your attack, or your abilities. Um, and that's kind of pretty much it. Like, the menu is very clean and, and organized. That's why I'm, That's why I say if, if, if you're looking to get into turn-based, Persona's just fucking in your face. Boom, there's so much you can do. And like I said, the, the baton passing, and the guns, and like... I don't know. It's really cool. Yeah, I mean, also the soundtrack to Persona. I haven't played Persona 5 at all, but I actually do listen to the soundtrack to Persona 5 because it just bangs. Oh, my God. It's so good. Bangers. (laughs) Get up. It's just so good. Wake up, get up, get out there is a fucking banger. I'm looking at my phone right now. Confession (laughs) slash secret is a chiller. Yeah, uh, it's just one of those, I guess game soundtracks that are just kind of goaded for real like you can really like everyone on there even like the the battle sequences or just the ones where you're the songs where you're kind of just chilling around like the worldscape like yeah all of those are really dope uh a lot of youtubers use the never seen it coming song yeah because it's, it's just so good i remember i think alpharad uses one or used to i don't know if he does anymore but he used to use the persona 5 he uses for his outros he uses swear to my bones for his outro? Yeah. That's what it one is? The one with okay, the piano. Yeah. yeah, okay. I didn't know which one that was, but I know, like, if I heard it, I would definitely be, oh, that's Alpharad's. That's Alpharad's. That I literally, in the in part of the story, you take down, like, the first bad guy, and then, like, you go to celebrate, and then they're like, oh, we should become a team and do this for real. And then when you're, like, naming your team for, like, the online. Yeah. That song is playing, and I'm like, oh my god, this is Alpharad. <laughs> it's like it. I, I guess he used it so much that it's kind of synonymous with his channel. Yeah. So like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, that's Alpharad. Yeah. Like I didn't even think twice about Persona Five at all, but it, I mean, it's a great. I mean, it's a great song. Oh um, it, yeah, it's a banger. Yeah, it's a great song. Speaking of uh, games, I know you watched the entirety of the Game Awards. Yeah. That's kind of what I wanted to get into with the main thing. I know you watched the Game Awards. Um, I came in kind of late, mm-hmm. so because I was working. But 
I did catch a good bit of it. So, I mean, you I know you wrote some notes down. I have some stuff, but I know uh, you wrote some notes down because you watched the majority of it. So, give me a little bit of a rundown on what you thought about it. I have a few notes, and I have I wrote down all the winners. Um, to tie it into Persona, they're re-releasing Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, and it looks so fucking fun. I actually want to play that game for real because they're pointing it to Switch, right? They're pointing it to the Switch and to PS4, but I think I'm gonna get it for Switch too, so we could play online. Absolutely, it looks. <laughs> I'm definitely getting it for Switch. Looks crazy fun. I I haven't played a 2D fighter in a minute. I think the last one was um, Injustice Two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I've been I've been on the Smash Wave. That's my favorite uh, fighting game. I mean. Obviously, I mean Smash is just kind of universal, honestly. Yeah. Um, something that surprised me, uh, Telltale came back. Yeah, I saw that. Like, I'm a huge Telltale fan. Yeah, I played a good bit of their games. When I saw like the, after, I already knew it was like Star Trek from the get go with the spaceships and like the way they were wearing the uniforms. But I was like, I guess it's like another Star Trek game that they're coming out with. Then I saw Telltale at the top, and I was like, "Oh, it's over." Yeah, I'm definitely buying this. 100%. But you, since you came late, you didn't know that's that was the second announcement they made that night. Really, dude? The first announcement of the night was, I literally put the first notes: Telltale is back? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> They're doing an uh, a game based on the Expanse, which is an Amazon original like sci-fi thing. Okay, I have seen that. Like I haven't watched any, but it's been on like my Fire Stick like ads all the time. It's it's crazy because, like, they went under for a few years. But why? Like, what was the reasoning for that, dude? I think, I think it was because the gimmick kind of wore off, or maybe they just didn't do like they did Minecraft Story Mode, and I don't think that sold very well. All of their games, minus that one, probably hit. All of their games. No, hit. I like I like their games. I played their Borderlands one, and it was really good. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah. Oh, they did a Stranger Things one. I don't think that one sold either. I don't think that one did either. That one you would have thought would have sold though. They did Guardians of the Galaxy. I remember Batman was the Batman game they did was big. That one and the. The Wolf Among Us are my favorite ones. The Wolf Among Us was good. The Wolf Among Us is good. I played that on my PS3. That game was so good. I think, I don't know, like, the, I don't know if it, it was a thing where the charm of Telltale Games ran out because it had to have been like a financial thing where they just couldn't pay people. The pandemic may have just kind of hurt them a little bit. But because all of their games from the Batman one to. The last, the last, uh, not Last of Us, the um, the Walking Dead games, right? Mm -hmm. That's Telltale's. That yeah, the Walking Dead games have so much like playable, uh, I guess longevity is what I meant to say. Yeah. What I mean to say they have so much longevity, and it's not anywhere where it's like, oh, it's boring or it's the same thing every time. I mean, yeah, it's a bunch of story mode. It's a, it's basically a visual novel with quick time events. Yeah, it's really all it is. But the way in which they do it and the way they tell the stories are just so good that you can replay them over and over and over again. Because you're like, oh, wait, what if I said this instead of this? Maybe I get a different outcome than usual. And there's so many different endings you can get, and there's so many different 
paths you can take to get to the same ending, honestly. So I think it's really cool. Like, there's so much longevity for Telltale. So I don't think it was a thing where they got redundant. I think they might have just got hit with the pandemic, honestly. I, well, because I, I just looked it up now. They they went under in 2018. 2018? Tw- oh, wow. 2018. And then they came back, like, literally, like, a year later. But when, when did... Because I'm trying to figure out the timeline now. Because when did the Walking Dead games come out, though? Like, the one where, like, Clementine's, like, older. Oh, dude, I remember watching PewDiePie play them. So that was, like, 2013, 2012. Yeah, so I'm, my timeline is way off, I guess. It's it. They went under in 2018. And I think, from a marketing standpoint, they just released too much in a little bit of time. Cause, what came out then? Um... In the midst of releasing The Walking Dead final season, the company was forced to initiate majority studio closure after after their last investor had to pull out of funding. Oh, you were right. It is funding. Oh, wow. They let go of 25 people in its staff, remaining with a skeleton crew, uh, such as finishing Minecraft Story Mode, project porting to Netflix. That's right. You can play Minecraft Story Mode on Netflix. What? Yeah, like Bandersnatch. Oh, okay. I'd never, like, just random aside about Bandersnatch. I'd never watched that. Did you ever watch that? I did. I did. I was I was how big. Was, how was that? It was cool. I mean, it's, it's weird because you associate Netflix with, like, binging stuff and, like, oh, like, when The Office was on there, it's like, oh, let me watch The Office again. Or our friend Allie likes um, How I Met Your Mother. And she just like yeah, keeps rewatching yeah. it. Bandersnatch isn't really anything to rewatch. Like, I did it myself, and then I did it with a friend to show them like, "Yo, this is cool." And then I have never done it again. It's just odd. Yeah, I don't know. I saw like stuff about it, but I never got a chance to actually watch it. I don't know if I will though. It's like a Black Miller, Black Miller, Black uh, Mirror joint, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's cool. It's just. I don't know. Again, the gimmick kind of just wears off. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I mean, it's, it's cool how Netflix goes, hey, we're going to make it uh, story-based where you can make your own decisions in the in the show. Yeah. Well, I thought that was a, like a cool, like ambitious idea. And it fits with the Black it does. Mirror like uh, theme and how technology kind of advances and stuff. I think it's cool. One thing I did see about it, though, that I never quite understood is like you can only get a glimpse of the Bandersnatch if you do a certain, like, route. And any other time you do it, you don't really see him. Like, you have to do a, a certain certain things in a row to get him. I think I, I could be wrong about that, but I remember there's somebody saying that you had to choose these different ones in order to actually see what the Bandersnatch looked like because the other times, the story's like the guy created the Bandersnatch, but you don't see him at all. I don't remember. I, it's, it's one of those different endings. I... I got a few endings, but I think there is a specific route you have to take for the true ending. Ah, uh, okay. Cause I don't remember the story of the uh, of the Bandersnatch like Netflix thing. So, cause I mean, obviously, I didn't watch it. So, <laughs> but going back to the game awards, so like, what games did you think stood out to you uh, as far as the reveals, at least? We can get to the awards in a second. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of wanted to talk about the the games that we saw that we really liked. So 
uh, what, I'll start with you. What would what, you? What were you feeling? Shit, fucking, I, dude, the open world Sonic game looks. Woo! I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. Dude, I think they got to switch it up. I guess, but Sonic's such a linear game. Like it's literally a linear game. Yeah, but literally. You're running in a straight line through all these other different paths and stuff. That's just like that's just how I played Sonic. Making it open world, how do you how do you do that? Is my question. I mean, it's it's, it's very ambitious. How do you make an open world Sonic game when even the the games like oh, what game was it where he turns into a freaking werewolf? Uh, Unleashed. Unleashed, where you have those like beat 'em up sim, uh, portions where you're, but you're still moving linear linearly. Yeah. Like, you're still moving through a world, but you have, like, beat 'em up sections. Even stuff like that, where I'm just like, I don't really know. I don't know how it's going to work. I, I, it's something that the the fans have been asking for forever because I think people got tired of the boost uh, gameplay. Um, forces did not review well. Yeah. Um, and I've seen some fan projects of not like an a full open world game but it's like they make this open world and it's themed to green hill zone and yeah and it's just fun it's fun to run around and then there's like one or two missions and then that's it because it's like it's a fan thing and 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 those review better than like the fucking sonic generation sonic forces well i mean generations was pretty good uh sonic colors like I think people there needs to be a switch up because Sonic has always been a hard thing to do in 3D, and uh, I just think they need to they need to change something up. Even if it sucks, I don't know. Maybe they're on the right path. Yeah, I, I will say about the the fan made games. I have seen some fan made game Sonic fan made Sonic games that look phenomenal. There's one. I was, who was I watching? I was watching Afro Senju play uh, a Sonic game. It wasn't a lin. It was like the kind of like Unleashed, where it was linear until you had to do some other stuff. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't anything where you're doing like a beat 'em up. But it was like linear, and then you get to a spot, and then you got to do some other stuff, like some platforming stuff. Then it becomes linear again. Then it's like more platform, which I thought was kind of cool. So if they make it open world with some platforming, I know people are gonna say, "Oh, it's just copying Mario," but you gotta find something to do, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if there's anyone to copy, it's Mario. Honestly, when has he had a bad game? I don't think there's ever really been a bad Mario game. And and like I played, and not not. I mean, okay, there could be like side characters having standalone games. Those game those games could be kind of mediocre. Sure, but any t- any game that Mario is the flagship character in, it's not been a bad game. Yeah, I I just played. Not just played, but like this year I played Mario 3D World on the Switch. I thought it was okay, but I remember a lot of people liking it a lot. And like also Ninten- Nintendo's a cult, but let's just kind of get that out the Nintendo's way. Nintendo's definitely a cult, hundred percent a cult. You could you could take a shit on the Nintendo Switch and people are gonna play that game. Listen, I also. I'm a little mad when Nintendo re-releases games for full price. But then I buy those games at full price. <laughs> as in spoken as a true 
believer in the church of Nintendo. Definitely. Uh, I mean, that's not that's not me though. What okay. I have a I, I do have a Switch, but if they're release re-releasing games at full price, I'm sorry, I'm just not gonna play it. I'll play something else. There are too many games on the Switch that are good for me to keep playing re-releases. <laughs> what game? What what game uh, caught your eye at the awards? I had a couple. So, so as you know, I've been playing Borderlands, yeah. replaying the original series. They it did get ported to Switch. All three games: the first one, the second one, and the pre-sequel are all on Switch. And I bought the bundle, so I'm gonna try to play through those and have some fun with that. But uh, two games really. The first one being Tiny Tina's uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, Dude. Which, is a, which is essentially just. I thought the cool. It was so cool in the trailer. As I'm watching, I'm like, this kind of seems like something that, like something that's familiar or something that's I've seen before. And then I realized it's Dungeons and Dragons, but Borderlands style. Because I remember there's like a line where someone was like, hey, you left a Cheeto on the, on the board. And I remember I texted you. I was like, wait, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's like some, it's I guess Tiny Tina. It's her imagination while, they're, while she's playing uh, D&D. And I thought and it was like a Borderlands version of that. That's the coolest shit. I was like, it's definitely going to be a game I buy, depending on, because, you know, I don't have a PS5. Pour one out for, the, for your boy. L's in the chat. Uh, <laughs> so I, I really want to play that game. And the second one is probably uh, Forspoken, which is probably just like a really cool game. It looks super dope. I'm a big fan of fantasy-type open-world type games. It looks like a – not – Exactly, but it kind of has the same vibe as like a Shadow of Mordor, and I love that game so much. And and it's published by my company, Square Enix. Square was cleaning house. Square won four awards. awards. Square was cleaning house. They, won- they had a bunch of great game releases, and they won some. They were cleaning house. They won four awards for different games. Like it's it's obviously it's crazy when like. At the Oscars, one movie wins a bunch of awards, or at the Game Awards, yeah. at the Game Awards, when one game wins like a bunch of shit. But Square Enix for different games won like won four different awards, and it was it was crazy. it was cool to see that. Um, the the funniest meme of the night was uh, I literally wrote it down as Amogus VR. <laughs> as if. Among Us didn't need, at least Among Us needed any other thing for it. I think VR Among Us is definitely a, gr- a step in the right direction for that uh, company because you can. Do, there's so much endless playtime for Among Us, dude. I I don't think it's I don't think it's a game that's ever really gonna die. I love Among Us. I, playing with friends is, is super fun, um, super casual. But I feel like in VR. That is the scariest shit. Could you imagine, like you're just doing a task, you turn around and somebody's in your face? That, no, hell th- that's what the trailer was. The guy was just exactly. trying to put in the code, and he turns around and exactly. fucking crewmate all up in his exactly. face. <laughs> exactly. I think it's gonna be uh, a great time. I know for a fact, all, a lot of the YouTubers that I know that play VR are gonna love that game. I know Berlizzi has Berlizzi's gotta get he on it. Has to play virtual vr among us he has to he's such a he's a like a big vr guy anyways a lot of his like some of his best playthroughs have been vr games yeah. and he needs to do that he needs to get other people on on that wave too because that looks like a great time 
I just know D- Disguise Toast editors finally healed their hands and started crying with that with that announcement because he's oh going to get back on the 7 month Among Us everyday train. <laughs> dude, dude. I remember when literally every big YouTuber was on Among Us. Yeah. That was a that was a wild ride. It was like what like 7 months straight. Bro. Just Among I mean, it was funny. That's how I got into... It was great. That's how I started watching Ludwig. He's like my favorite streamer yeah. now. But fucking... That was that was crazy. One game... I wrote this down. One game that um that you thought looked cool. I, I also think it looks kind of cool. I don't know if I'm going to play it, though. Nightingale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the... I think it was the one where you could go through the portals and have like... And like kind of build stuff with a community. It seems like a like sci-fi fantasy version of like rust a little bit it it looks like rust mixed with monster hunter yeah it has the same kind of structure as rust where you can like go into these areas and meet people in a kind of an mmo or open world shared experience type game and then you can walk through portals and see different worlds it's like um what game is that the one that was super ambitious where you could fly different planets and shit. Oh, No Man's like Sky. Come, no Man's Sky. It, it, it kind of had the same vibe of No Man's Sky a little bit, where you can discover new new lands, new worlds, and new animals and stuff going through these portals, but it has the elements of rust where you can kind of meet new people, build a, a society and kind of shit like that. So I think that's really dope. I don't I, If it's for PC, that's, I'm, I'm just going to take the L because I'm not going to be able to play it. No, so, I, I think it's for console. If it's for console, then I might have to hop on that. But if it's for PC, which most of those games like Rust and stuff like that are for PC, I'll have to, you know, I'll take the L on that one. But it looks cool. Uh, what else did I see? The Suicide Squad trailer. Dude, I was just for the a, game. I was just about to mention that fucking Goku that Flash. That shit was so dope. That shit was so dope. Dude, Rocksteady has not missed. I... I they they announced that game last year and then this year I saw the new Suicide Squad and I was like, "Huh, when does that game come out?" So I looked it up and I saw it's made by the same people who made Arkham. I had never played the Arkham games. I played all 3 made by Rocksteady this year. So Rocksteady is a miss with Arkham games. I am a, a genuine fan. I am hype <gasps> for Suicide Squad. It is crazy looking. So the I know you're more of the comic book guy mm-hmm. for superheroes and stuff. So, the killing of the Justice League, right? Yeah, is that a real thing that they have to do, or is that just like I guess part of that story? It's it's happened not in the main canon, but it has happened. They have tried at least. Um, growing up, I didn't read too many Suicide Squad uh, comics. Kind of, I kind of kept to the the classics, the Batman's, the Flashes. Yeah, but um. Yeah, they, they definitely have tried to kill the Justice League with a bigger squad. I, I know that for sure. Because those Suicide Squad comics are ruthless. Like, there's yeah. not there's not one Suicide Squad that has come out and everyone's alive. Damn. Yeah, they have killed Damn. A, a lot of people. God. Well, I mean, those people always get brought back in different universes and worlds anyway. So exactly. That, okay. 
random aside for comic books, okay? Because manga is different. Manga just sticks to one. Manga is definitely definitely different. And we're and we're good. One canon storyline, one un, one universe. We're not making spinoffs of shit. Comic books really kill me because it's like, oh, this character died, but in world B seventy five. But then the character will be alive in a different storyline. Oh, it's yeah, he's in he's in world N twelve. Like what the. Why? Why do that? Listen. <laughs> that make any, if you're going to kill a character, kill a character. If you want to learn more about that, because there's a huge thing with DC. DC is kind of the first one that started it way back when. Uh, yeah. You got to look up. It's this guy on YouTube. He's called Trailer Drake. And he talks mm-hmm. a, a lot about comic books. But, like, they did kill characters, but then audiences got kind of mad so then yeah so then they they do a reboot of the whole uh universe and but But like they make it this big event it was like it was called crisis on infinite earths but then they did it was that the one where where superman like or somebody goes back in time and just like destroys the world they have to rebuild it is that why they call it the new world shit yeah 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 yeah. someone destroys the world um and but then they did it again with, <clears throat> with Flashpoint. I think everyone knows what Flashpoint is. That's when the yeah, Flash yeah. goes back in time to save his mom, um, and then a bunch of shit happens. And then that's when they did the New Fifty Two, and everyone had like that's what I was talking. That's what I was meaning. That was like New Fifty Two. That's what it was. That was like twenty twelve, and then everyone had like different costumes. Nightwing went from blue to red, and no one liked it because he looks better in blue. Absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck puts Nightwing in, in red? It's literally the same exact costume, but his thing on his chest <laughs> his is red, red. And everyone's like, this is fucking... No, put it, make him blue again. Save that for the Red Hood. It, 100%. Save that for... Was it Todd? Uh, yeah, Jason Todd. Yeah, save that for Jason Todd. Uh, that's, that's, that's his color. Going back to the Game Awards, I have a bunch of shit in, uh, in caps... Because then I thought we're hiding. What is it? The first one, I thought this was so funny. Guillermo del Toro sneak dissing Konami for firing Dude. Kojima. Dude, I, I, I didn't catch it at first. I think he said something to me, and I had to go back and listen to it. Because he actually, and what's funny is when I listened back, after he said it, he goes, you could hear the crowd, you could hear the crowd in the background go, Ooh. It's because <laughs> It's because him and Kojima are like, one, they're friends. Two, yeah. Guillermo del Toro was supposed to be was supposed to help him with Silent Hills, the one that was supposed to come after PT. Yeah, I remember that. So he was pissed that Konami fuck one fired his boy, two canceled his game. Yeah, there is that. Also, that game, that that movie Nightmare Alley looks kind of dope too. Oh hell yeah, it does. The look. game looks no, that not game. That movie looks dope. Speaking of movies. This was crazy. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, I was lucky enough to snag myself a PS5. Fuck you. Uh, sorry. No, <laughs> that's, 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 sorry. During the game, I'm a little bitter. During the game awards, they did this whole Matrix thing, and then they were like, "Oh, right now for free, you could download." It's called The Matrix Awakens, and it's. Oh yeah. It's a tech demo for the Unreal Engine 5, the newest one. Bro, the beginning of that thing 
you don't it, it switches back from filmed Keanu to uh game Keanu I couldn't tell the difference you can't you cannot it's the that was the wildest thing. shit I could not tell the difference between movie Keanu and game Keanu that shit was crazy it is so wild and then like when you're playing the game if you really look if you just take a glance you're like oh my god the people look real but like in like big lighting big lighting and like good lighting you could you could still kind of tell but the the car scenes and like the ai looks real it's crazy and everything is, yeah it's crazy and it's not pre-rendered everything is real time it is the craziest thing the tech demo is about like i want to say like six seven minutes but after the the car chase is done you can walk around the city and you can like fuck with like the settings and you can rotate the sun and everything happens in real time it's crazy crazy wow so unreal engine 5 is about to be crazy i think whoever whoever pushes unreal engine 5 to their limits is is it's gonna look good but that just means like whoever wants an art style whoever really doesn't care about like making things look realistic and they like like persona 5 persona 5 is an anime game yeah but on unreal engine 5 it, it'll just look fucking like almost like a pixar movie you know that would be kind of cool though yeah that'd be kind of cool i think yeah i, I was never watching the trailer for it i went like i think i was i had to go do something so i came back yeah and you were texting me about it I rewatched it before we started uh, recording, and I was like, "Damn! Like, I really cannot tell which is which." And it was so cool. I think with, with that was from the, that was because from what Matrix Reloaded, right? Uh, the second one, I think so, or the first one. I can't remember. I think it's the second one because that because that girl, what is her name? Trinity? Trinity. Yeah, I think she's in Matrix Reloaded. I haven't watched, which reminds me, I need to watch, rewatch them so that way when the new Matrix movie comes out, I can actually know what's going on there is it it looks like a whole lot of bullshit again (laughs) i was gonna say there is no better series to do that tech demo than with the fucking matrix it is crazy they they need to make a new game honestly for it dude the writing is still funny because the thing is uh lana wachowski worked on the tech demo Mm -hmm. and uh so you know it's keanu and I forgot the actress's name for Trinity. And they're talking about like, oh, the future and the Matrix pushed boundaries, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts to the chase scene. And Keanu's like, what the hell just happened? And she's like, oh, marketing said we could we could we could say all this mumbo jumbo about the future if we put some sexy action. And then he's <laughs> and then he's like, there's a character you play as she's nameless but she's a black girl and she pops up in the back of the car and she and Keanu's like what the hell are you doing here and she's like oh you're here to train me to fight the against the power or whatever shit like that and then mm-hmm. fucking Keanu's like okay shoot bad guys stay away from marketing like it's just cheesy writing but it's funny <laughs> cheesy I mean I, again I haven't really watched too much of I need to go back and watch The Matrix again 
but I don't remember the writing being too profound in that in those yeah. movie series either. So I mean, oh dude, pretty par for the course. You're you're anime boy on the pod. Have you seen the Animatrix? The Animatrix. I don't think I have. It's. I think I I need to probably look up and watch that. It's kind of crazy. Not. It should be on HBO Max. It's. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and say it's a better movie than the first one. The first one is a genuinely like good movie. Uh-huh. But it is cool. It's like a, uh, a, a what's a fuck? What do you call it when like there's a show but every episode's a different story? An anthology. It's, like, it's a it's more anthology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an anthology movie, and I think every, if I remember correctly, every story has a different um, animation style. It's really cool. Kind of like um, Disney Disney Visions. Uh, Star Wars like Visions with Star Wars Visions. Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, that's oh, by the way, that's on my list for best for best animes of the year. We're gonna I'm, we're gonna get into like oh, our list for a couple episodes later, probably a little bit later before the year's over. Yeah, we're gonna get into that, but that is definitely on the list. Star Wars Visions, fucking goes oh, crazy. Star Wars Visions was so good. Um, but speaking of Star Wars, they announced Star Wars Eclipse, and I'm kind of mad they didn't show any like gameplay. I guess it's really yeah. too soon, but. It's made by Quantum Dream, who makes uh, Detroit Become Human, Heavy Rain. Like, yeah. So they make good games. But I also heard, so okay, so me going on the Game Awards hashtag was a ride, honestly. And when I look at, I went back to when they announced the Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, Jeff Knightley calls, subtly calls out Activision Blizzard yeah. for for bad practices and then the very next like right after it it goes it goes star wars by quantum dream <laughs> wait what's wrong with quantum dream i don't know apparently they have i guess i need to do research i'll i guess i'll bring it as like an editor's note for the next episode but apparently quantum dream has a lot of problems too Re- wow i didn't know that actually and and bungie too my boys oh do they they announced they announced the witch queen the new expansion yeah, for, De- I saw for destiny that. and Literally the next day, like the CEO of Bungie came out and said that they've, like, they've they've addressed internally their own problems with like a toxic work environment and stuff. Well, I mean, at least, at least they did it instead of you know getting exposed. I mean, I mean, a lot of like workers came out and said something, and uh. like, and Bungie Bungie did work pretty quickly. Like right after it came out, sure. they're like, hey, this is what's been going on. We understand this is a problem. We're slowly but surely trying to fix it, even though it's not doesn't seem like it's gonna get fixed pretty. It's not a quick, it's not a quick fix. You know what I'm saying? I think Bungie now that they're in a, a situation where they're their own independent game developing company, yeah, and like they're not with Activision anymore, which is a, which is great great for them because now they can make Destiny the way they want to make it. Mm-hmm. You know, even though some sometimes the stuff in Destiny is kind of stupid, <laughs> but you know. That's neither here nor there. I don't want to get into a destiny debate right now, but um, but yeah, like apparently Quantum Dream is on the is on the chopping block, low key. Huh. Apparently, I didn't I didn't see anything about uh, about it. I guess I'll, I'll have to put that as like an editor's note and come back for next uh, next episode and talk about it. Yeah. But uh, people were like, like, what the fuck, guys? You talk about Activision Blizzard subtly. They didn't even address them by name, which kind of sucked, but. They address Activision Blizzard in the best way they possible, the most political way possible. Yeah. But they got the point across. Then they go, "Hey, here's a game by Quantum Dream." 
So wow, I didn't. I genuinely didn't know that. It's. I mean, I guess because I'm not a the biggest fan of Quantum Dream. I guess I know they make good games, but I don't know shit yeah. about like internal stuff. Wow, I looked that up. I didn't know. Yeah, I had no idea either. I just kind of saw the string of tweets talking about how Quantum Dream is actually not the best people ever. So I mean, wow. who 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 really knows? But uh, going into some of these awards quickly, I know because you wrote them down. But yeah. Quickly, I want to shout out one of my favorite games getting a couple of noms. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise got like two or three noms. Yeah. I'm telling, bro, that game is so much fun. Like I'm a big Monster Hunter player anyway yeah I, I love those games like so much but uh i was not expecting to get nominations because it's a it's a switch only game so i thought that uh it probably didn't reach a broader audience but it did and i think it got and i got nominated for some i think what did it get uh what did it get nominated for i can't remember I but it got like two or three good noms i think uh rpg was one of them yeah best rpg but it was the it was the uh, ones where they kind of run through, where like Jeff like just announces them. Yeah. He doesn't. They don't have like, a big thing for it. Yeah, I saw that it was Monster Hunter Rise getting uh, the noms on there, which I think was really dope. Um, before we kind of get into, I guess, game of the year talk, what is the what were the other ones? I can't remember. I I wrote all of them down, but the ones that like uh, stuck out to me, um, games for impact. Winner was Life is Strange, which is a Square Enix award. Um, best action game was Returnal, and I don't think... I haven't played Returnal. Dude, I was watching Valky Ray watch the awards, and she was like, I've, I've never heard of Returnal. And then I saw Atriox's point of view, and he was like, I've never heard of Returnal. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I don't... Maybe it's good. I'm not saying it's bad, but, like... That guy's got to play it. Um, best RP... No, no. Best music was Near Replicant. Another Square game. Yeah, I mean, I haven't... You've played Near Automata. I never played it. I played both uh, Replicant and Automata. Uh, Replicant's okay. It's a little... It's a little heavy-handed. You have to... When you beat the game, you have to go back for another ending. Mm-hmm. Kind of like automata but the thing is when i beat replicant i was like already 40 hours in god damn and then to to like play again from the halfway point i was like i don't want to i don't want to do this <laughs> um that's tough I'm, I'm i'm looking right now because this is really funny the best the winner for best family game was uh was it wasn't it, even a Nintendo game. Dude, it's the funniest thing. It's it's take it takes two one family game. The rest of the nominees were Nintendo games. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo took an L for real. Someone someone tweeted out Nintendo didn't even win in their in their uh section. They had yeah, they had every chance to win and the only one that was a Nintendo won. I think it takes two is a good game though. It won game of the year. Right. And it won Game of the Year. Yeah, it won Game of the Year. I think, I thought, uh, what other games were in that category that I thought could have won it? I know Psychonauts 2 was in there. Psychonauts got a I lot play- of noms, no awards. I, I played the first Psychonauts, like, way back when. Yeah. So that's kind of like a nostalgia trip for me. But I didn't, get, I didn't get a chance to play Psychonauts 2. But it looks like a fun game. It so does I look fun. Have to, 
I'm gonna have to get that. And play, Richard but... Horvitz as the main character. Love that guy. He's Invader Zim yeah. and and Billy from Billy and Mandy. I love yes. that guy. Great voice actor. Great voice actor. Um, what else? I I do I do want to say Death Loop. I'm telling bro, Death Loop is looks so much fun, and it's I I was not surprised when it got noms and awards. I'm I'm not surprised it won any awards. I just don't know why it's not grabbing me. Really? Yeah, cause like I I don't know. Maybe I gotta see more people play it. Maybe I. You okay? If you want to, if you want somebody playing it, you gotta watch. So Mr. Fruit on his second channel mm-hmm. has a whole. It's like extended, extended, long periods of him playing Deathloop. Sure. I don't know if he, I think he he might have finished it uh, already. Okay. It's the the way Deathloop is set up. The story is super dope. The character dialogue between the two of them. Oh, I think really fun. I think the dialogue really is funny. phenomenal. Really fun. Yeah. And then it's. They when they were marketing the game, they were like, they were telling people like how it's played, but they're like they're like oh so it's a roguelike and they're like no it's not a roguelike, they're like but yeah, it's a it's has roguelike elements, elements added to it so like you can basically the story is you wake up and you're in this this loop and you have to kill all these certain people in order to get out of the loop yeah right so when you go through a certain, I guess, section of the loop, you start to learn more information about it. Kind of, I mean, kind of like how a story in a roguelike goes anyway. Yeah. You start to learn more information about the world and how to kill certain people. That way you could do it all in one run. Uh, but you can save some of your power-ups and weapons and other stuff like that to take with you on the next run. So it is somewhat like a roguelike, but there are other things attached to it that you can do in different gameplay elements, I don't necessarily make it the exact model of what a roguelike is supposed to be. Sure. And I think one of those things I thought was really cool was the fact that you could play as the antagonist and hop into other people's loops and try to kill them. Yeah, when I you think that's the cool that's that's so cool. When you told me that, that that was very interesting. Right. So there's a part like at any point in time you could be going through the loop and the the main like antagonist of the story, you kinda have constant communication back and forth with her the entire game but at random points in time she'll her the ai version of her will pop into the game and try to kill you and that way it that way it stops your run that way you don't learn anything you don't gain any weapons or abilities or whatever if you kill her you get an ability or you get some new shit so the thing that they started doing i don't know if it i haven't seen anybody do it yet and i know mr fruit wanted to do it by the time of him playing the game it wasn't available yet uh-huh. it was an option but i don't think you could play it yet so instead of you so if you log into the game one day and go hey i want to i don't want to play as the main character and go through the loop i want to go try to fuck some other people up so you can log in at you can play as the main, main antagonist like the, the girl and you can connect to a server hop into somebody else's game because at random times that lady comes to try to kill you in the story so you could hop in as her and play against somebody else and try to kill them. That's cool as hell. And so, like, I thought that was really dope. It's like they, the way they added that. But I, I'm not. I was not surprised when they got awards or, or nominations at all. So yeah. They were just. It's just. It looks like a solid game. I definitely, when I get a PS4, Lord willing, that is going to be the first game I get. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to play that game, hundred percent. 
Hundred percent. Um, what else was in that? Oh, Resident Evil Village. I played it. I liked it a lot. Um, that the one where you're in the the oh, it's one with Lady Dim- Dimescu or whatever her yes, name is. Yes, big vampire mommy. Jesus Christ! Oh, that was she won? That, she had she had Twitter and toehold. She uh, her voice actress won best performance. Figures. And she was also tall and showing boobie. Really? And showing boobie. Oh, Lord. <laughs> everyone, like, everyone in Valkyrie's chat was like, oh, mommy vampire. And then she started walking Jesus. up and everyone was like, mommy, mommy. No. Why? She <laughs> that look, meme needs to die. She looked good. I'm not, I'm not saying she didn't look good. I'm saying that meme needs to die. I, in a fire. I'm looking, I'm looking at the best family game nominees. And it's literally... WarioWare, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, new Pokemon Snap, Mario Party Superstars, and It Takes Two. And It Takes Two One. <laughs> a little bit about It Takes Two. That game, it's a fun game. Like, 100%. It is. I think there needs to be more games like that. Because, like, I know it started with A Way Out. A Way yeah. Out is a great game, too. Yeah. Where you could just, it's like a co-op, shared experience type game. I, there's got to be more games out there like that, but I think it's just like that concept is super fun, and you can do a bunch of different stuff with it. Like in, it's honestly, it takes two is like a more a PG version of a way out. Honestly, you basically just can do these little mini games on the side that are not related to the story. You can kind of go wherever in the world and do some other weird stuff, and I think the concept of it takes two, of it being like a, a metaphor for you know. I guess lo- being able to love one another yeah. and and cherish the time you have with each other, you know, it's a very you know kitty, yeah, uh, feel good type theme for the game, and I mean it and it works though, so it's, it looks like a really fun game to play. So it also won uh, best multiplayer game. It w- it won a few awards. Um, yeah, I mean it's just it's a it's a good game. I I will say that I wasn't expecting it to come up that often i thought there would be other games that came out that year that would be in that conversation but i mean i'm i have no pro- i have no problem with it with it takes to being in that high of regard honestly yeah same um something that i found interesting before we um head to the next topic because we do need to talk about something important <laughs> yeah um <laughs> most anticipated game for the second year in a row was elden ring and here's my thing. It's it's two years in a row when are they coming out with the game. It comes out it comes out like in February. So they should have that they shouldn't have won it two times in a row. But here's my thing. Uh sure, George R. R. Martin, big name, obviously, made uh, Game of Thrones and their books. Uh mm-hmm. so having him on a game is hype. Genuinely. It's cool. It's yeah. like Guillermo del Toro working with Kojima. It's like kind of the same thing. I will not be spending $60 just to die fighting the first enemy. There's no way in hell you're going to... And I know people hearing this would be like, Oh, he do, he's not good at, at Soulsborne games. Yes! That is exactly why I'm not going to be playing it. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, they, they literally do that Bloodborne, Dark Souls, whatever, uh, Sekiro, what, liter- do you, what do you want? <laughs> it's literally, because it, it's by the same people. It's from from software. 
Yeah, it's from software. It's Game of Thrones Dark Souls. That's basically what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I guess a, a, a Dark Souls in the uh, Game of Thrones universe or whatever. I was about to say, like, yeah, obviously. But people that uh, every From Software game has to be, uh, they're, they're a bunch of masochists in that that's that uh, department. Yeah. There's no way. I, I'm not like I'm not gonna pain. lie. Bloodborne and Sekiro look sick. That look like fun. the world that they build and all the monsters they design are fucking cool as hell. I'm not sitting here saying that From Software sucks. I'm sitting here saying I suck. I can't play <laughs> From Software games. I mean, yeah, any game that would make me and you know I'm a pretty chill person. Yeah. Any game that could make me want to throw my controller through the TV is not a game I want to play. Dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Towards the end of Dragon Quest, there's this, like, really hard boss, and I died, like, maybe twice. But after the second one, I, like, stood up from my chair, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's bad. Obviously, those games are, are challenging on purpose, and that's, like, their whole yeah. marketing plan. Yeah. Yeah challenge a game a gamer they do the same thing with cuphead cuphead's a, a cutesy looking game but that game is hard as fuck okay side note uh, the announcement for <laughs> cuphead yeah here's the thing i fucking adore cuphead <laughs> it's an annoying it's an annoying game though it's hard it is it is an, well i wouldn't it's hard i i wouldn't say i got annoyed like i i feel like it's just for, for that one I guess I have dumb brain and cartoons make me feel better. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think, okay, let me rephrase. I said, so <clears throat> what I mean is there are, Cuphead's challenging. Yes. There are certain bosses that get annoying. Like the bee, the bee, I the, think, bee the queen bee, she was super annoying yeah. to play against. Who else? There was somebody else that was like, I, the the warrior in planes find that bird, that shit was annoying. I was just about to say, I don't know why <laughs> The bird one is so hard. It's so stupid. But I'm I hate that one. I'm genuinely hyped for the new DLC pack. I love Cuphead. I think it's great. Um what what are we at? We're at 58. We we have something important to talk about. I mean, we have plenty of time. So um okay, so yeah, it's just to move on to that topic. Yeah. Uh the Live action Cowboy Bebop got canceled. <laughs> yep. As of recording this, two days or two days ago or yesterday. Uh, so record, we're recording this on a Sunday. Yeah, so a f- what, a f- Thursday. Yeah, I want to say a few days ago. Yeah, it got canceled. So here's my thing: Am I surprised it got canceled? No. no. Am I kind of upset that it got canceled? Yes. Same. And I know people are gonna go back to episode one and be like, "Well, Taylor, you sh- you shit all over it. What do you mean you're <laughs> upset that, it, that it's?" That it's over. My thing is this though: how are you, you? You end on a cliffhanger where Lisa becomes the main-ish kind of villain, and Spike lives, and you introduce Ed, Ed. right at the end at the end of the season. You can't just do that and then not have a second season, right? Yeah. And I'm not. And if people really did listen back to episode one, they'll know that I said it. I said I would much rather them do new stuff mediocre than them just do like an empty shell of the original <clears throat> the original story beats so like i think it really did need a second season because i feel like you 
can flesh out other storylines, and you can make the mistakes that fans thought of. Like, you can make the mistakes that fans had about the show. You can make them better for season two. You can let the dialogue flow naturally. You can give certain characters less screen time and just, you know, I, I will say this though, people are like, uh, I don't know why people are so mad about the story because it's literally just a bunch of nonsense and then the last five episodes have storyline. That's what made the original yeah. fun. Yeah. That's what made the original good. What, yeah. It was episodic it, and they just kind of drip feed you lore. They drip feed you story, but it's mostly just episodic, random off story beats that kind of showcase the characters. There wasn't necessarily a need for a story. If they had 26 episodes of no story, I would not have cared. Yeah. Same. About for the original because it was just, it was just that good, but you know the last five episodes kind of and kind of give you the the rest of the the main story especially spikes the main character story yeah of course if if they had done more episodic versions instead of just keeping it one storyline I probably would have liked it better low key yeah maybe I mean if they just did like not exactly the same story beats as the original if they made new villains they made new whatever you know they kept a couple of different story beats from the original the same. Sure. Uh, especially episodes, like the first episode and then the okay, the French-sounding episode with, like, the, the serial killer. I, that one is... Fuck, yeah. I forgot what it's called, but I know I know what you mean. Yeah. So, like, they have the exact replicas of those episodes. Yeah. And those ones aren't that bad. They're a little bit hollow. Yeah. But they're not bad. If you just made new new characters, new... Uh, new villains and stuff like that and made it more episodic and drip fed us stuff like that that would have been perfect the problem is they're, they were marketing it to normal American television watchers yeah so there's no way so like there's no way they were gonna be able to do that so I think that's that's one of the biggest downfalls of it was honestly I have a theory on why it got cancelled everyone says it's about the ratings and I'm here to say that is not true. I am on IMDb right now. Cowboy Bebop live action, 6 out of 6.8 out of 10. Which already mm-hmm. isn't that bad. It's not. Not only is it a 6.8 out of 10, it was number one on Netflix for a minute. Because literally everybody and their mom watched it. To hate. They hate. It was people that are trying to watch it for real. Sure. And then there's people that were trying to hate watch it because they want it to be bad yeah but netflix doesn't know that netflix just sees number that's, one that's true i'm just saying that that's like context does matters in some regard but now yeah as i click to my next tab he's all that starring addison ray oh yeah it sits at a 4.3 out of 10 did it get a second season? horrific movie no, oh, not a uh, second movie at least. Not a second movie, Taylor. They signed Addison Ray to do five different movies. Well, Netflix is just trying to get on an easy cash grab. That's, that's different. But that's exactly why they canceled Bebop. Bebop just didn't make money. That's the problem. It's not the ratings. Yeah, that's probably they, what it is. They didn't make Stranger Things money. They didn't make Addison Ray money. That's why they canceled it. Yeah, Addison Ray, you know. You're gonna have to put somebody like that. If you put somebody, like, they did the same thing with what Noah Ciento. He has what four god awful movies oh, on Netflix. Noah Cent- yeah, Noah Centineo, I think. 
Centineo. Sorry, what did I say? Centino. Centineo. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't really care. So, uh, it's the same thing. You got Ice Ray. You got that guy. They're gonna get signed up for crazy movies. One because they're just so popular with kids that are definitely half our age. Yeah. That. <laughs> that they just yeah every, those kids are gonna watch those movies so yeah they're, they're gonna make money even though they're absolutely fucking terrible but have you seen it's just anything from he's all that no and i don't plan okay on don't you don't that. have to watch the movie but watch um danny gonzalez talk about it that did that popped up on recommended i gotta watch that. this movie is horrific Dude, it looks like a fucking high school production play. Not only that, the writing is so, so fucking bad. It's, and the product placement, like there's literally a scene where it's like, huh, did you save me a slice of Pizza Hut? And and, and she has a bag of Doritos that's facing the camera. <laughs> so stupid also so also what starts off the movie it's that like what what's addison ray's dumbass name in this i know it's a stupid name her name is paget sawyer god that's bad and she's she's a an influencer and she's on live yeah. and it's like oh it's my boyfriend's birthday so i'm gonna give him a uh, cupcakes and then she wait wait i did watch this okay i did watch this. okay I did, I did, I did. she walks okay. into his trailer and she's he's cheating on her yes i watched this and then i watched this and then she has like she's crying so she has snot in her nose how does it make sense that a dude gets caught cheating and and they flame the girl for it <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, like she looks really ugly in this in this video because she was crying and had like shit all over her face. Oh, like, oh, it's like, it's like, oh, you're losing fans because you because you're having a natural reaction to getting cheated on. It's like, wait. Oh, this male was caught doing something very, very deplorable, and I don't like him. But look at funny snot girl. Right, like what? That's what like, happened. What are people trying to pull here. What are we trying to do here? That's so stupid. And That's also, so another thing that kind of gets me riled up. You cannot touch a Freddie Prince Jr. classic. Yeah. She's All That is not that good of a movie. But Freddie Prince Jr. is my boy. <laughs> it's a. I mean, it's definitely a classic movie. A cult classic movie. Yeah. I'll make sure put that part in front. It's a cult classic yes, movie. Yes, it's cult classic. That storyline is not... Uh, it's not new. No. Fucking, um, oh, what? Love doesn't cost a thing is the same thing. Yeah. Love don't cost a thing is, a, is the exact same movie. Also, I watched that movie recently, and that movie is hilarious. Really? <laughs> yes, it's so fucking funny. Steve Harvey's like the dad. Nick Cannon plays. Steve uh, Harvey. Holy shit, he did Nick, use that. Nick, the, the dynamic between Steve Harvey and Nick Cannon is actually fucking hilarious. But regardless, um, Going back to just the Cowboy Bebop thing, so I did see a tweet, and I definitely agree with it. I don't know who said it, but it was, they said if if Cowboy Bebop live action got canceled this quickly because mostly the fans of Cowboy Bebop were pissed off that it was bad, mm-hmm. or, they thought, or they thought it was bad. There are people that I see that I, that I follow that actually thought it was good, but sure. 
it's I mean you're entitled to your own opinion yeah. I didn't think it was that good but it is what it is right um, they're like if if Cowboy Bebop live action got killed this badly online I can only imagine what the One Piece live action is going to do and man dude I'm so like I actually really want to watch that that One Piece live action yeah so do I like, I'm like I'm genuinely excited for it and it's it's so it's frustrating because I know it's going to last one season and get canceled and not because it's going to be bad it's because people won't accept certain things about the show right so I know I may sound hypocritical but you know what I'm saying? But again, you gotta listen back because I said that I would much yeah. rather them do stuff new that's mediocre than it than it be hollow, right? So, but what about having uh, the the creator working on the live action? You don't think that'll that's that, oh no? I think that'll if if Oda decides to change stuff, then it's you know yeah it's fine. It's again, I'd much rather them do something different and it be bad than them do a bad version of the original story, right? Yeah. So, my thing is this: people are mad about the fact that Nami doesn't have big boobs, or the fact that <laughs> fucking that fucking Us- they don't think Usopp's black, which is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. That in is the stupidest life. shit. That's so stupid. I was like, "Oh, Nami's flat chested is not realistic." Man, shut the fuck up, dude! Fucking shut the fuck up. Stop being horny. I, right? Like, what the fuck is that? No one cares. She looks like Nami. She does. She does. She looks like Nami. The dude who plays Usopp looks just like Usopp. He was born to play that one. He does look like Usopp. Also, also, and can we agree in the anime and the manga, Usopp has na- nappy hair. He does have big lips, though, which is slightly racist, but I'll, I'll, I'll forgive Oda for that. Um, yeah. Uh, one Piece <laughs> is old, you know. One Piece is old. But so he, he, had, he has oh. nappy hair. Like, he, he looks the part. They said he's... They, Oda literally, there's like a, a part, I don't know if it's like a editor's or author's notes that people, where people asked Oda, hey, where is everybody from? They literally described where everybody's from. Yeah. Like how uh, how Luffy's from like Brazil. I, I could be grossly misquoting uh, the, the original answer. But I know like Luffy might be, is from Brazil. Sanji's from Japan. Yeah. No, so that's not, no, uh, Zoro's from Japan. Sanji's from like France. Nami's from Sweden, I think. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So, and then Usopp's from like Africa. Oh, shit. Or, like Egypt. Africa or Egypt, regardless. But I think it's Africa. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wait, something just popped into my head. Is it racist of Oda to make, <laughs> to make Usopp the shooter? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not even gonna answer that. <laughs> That's stupid. Hey, he's a ride or die. He's, 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 he's got, he got the strap on him. He's Luffy shooter. He's Luffy shooter. <laughs> he's Luffy shooter. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you see what I'm saying? The people like when they came out with the actors, like, oh my god, why are they doing this? It's like they're all Japanese. No, they're fucking not. They're yeah. not. They're not all Japanese. The only person that's Japanese is Zoro, technically. Yeah, and yeah, you know what I'm saying it's oh, it's because in because you watch sub. So they speak Japanese. Like, no, like, fucking uh, part one JoJo, they're British. But if you watch the sub, they speak Japanese. In in Vinland Saga, they're all, there's like a language barrier element to the story. Yeah. But they're all speaking Japanese. And they're like, oh, uh, do you speak uh, Finnish? Because I don't speak whatever. Yeah. It's like, they're both speaking in Japanese oh. because it's made by a Japanese company. Uh, great, what do you mean? Great Pretender. Great Pretender is a great example of that. 
Great, great pretender. Exactly. They're all you could either choose for it to be dubbed or subbed. Yeah. Laurent is from France. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, Vanessa's from like she's from like Great Britain or or lived there for a time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or France, I think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's. This is a language a language barrier, but they're yeah. all speaking Japanese because made by a Japanese company. But that's why I think the One Piece live action is gonna take a hit because people just are racist. Oh, One. because yeah, Luffy. You see, because the thing is, I didn't know, I didn't know that whole thing where Oda said, um, Luffy's from Brazil, and they yeah. they casted, I think, a Portuguese actor to to play Luffy. Right. And I didn't know that, so I was like. Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. But now it makes sense. Yeah. You you get people that look roughly like the places they're supposed to be sure. from. Yeah. And then it's, and it, that way it adds authenticity to the actual story. Then you have, I hope they, you know, if they do something different with the story, that'd be cool. Like, I really don't care whether they do a, original or not. Sure. I don't know where they're going to pick up the story from. It could be they pick the story up from the beginning. Yeah, which would be cool. Since which would be cool because of the cast that they announced, I think their first season is going to be getting the gang together. That first and that first arc is actually like it's it's a very iconic arc. I just you know? I just watched like I've never seen One Piece ever, and I just saw until they meet um, Sanji. Like I saw them getting the gang together. It is. Yeah, it is enjoyable. Obviously, it's from the '90s, so it feels like Pokemon, <laughs> but kind of. But it's still it's still pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I. It's definitely. I think watching that is probably gonna motivate me to watch to continue to watch One Piece. It's just man, it's just such a grind, such a grind. I might end up just reading it because it just makes things a little bit easier. My for boy, me. my boy reads the manga, and he says. He always says, like, oh, One Piece is the greatest, not the greatest manga, the greatest anime, but one of the greatest world-building things in fiction, like, ever. He says the world is so cool. Yeah, I need to, I'll probably, I just, a lot of episodes, I might just read it. Yeah. Reading reading manga makes it way easier. You just, you know, read a, it's 20 pages, it takes you, like, 10 minutes, depending on how fast you read. Sure. Five minutes, if you if you just, like, do whatever, but... Definitely gonna have to uh, get that together. Now you yawning on the pod? That's crazy, bro. When you texted That's me, crazy. You texted me. You were like pod at twelve, and I pushed it back thirty minutes because I'd just woken up. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I got up this morning and I was like doing my stuff or whatever, and I look at the time. It's like eleven thirty. I was eating breakfast. Yeah. I was like eleven thirty, and I kind of like sat to myself and I was like, "It's not gonna be at 12. <laughs> <laughs> 100% not going to be a 12. Listen. That's crazy. Persona is like an 100-hour game, so I play until like 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, you're a night owl. Like, I don't understand how you go to oh bed my God. at 4 a.m. I don't understand I don't it. understand that. I don't understand Your whole it family is, an, is are night owls. Your dad, Mia. Bro, it runs <laughs> your it. Mom, your mom has an actual has a job, so she like leaves kind of early. But It runs in the family, guy. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. I cannot. I think the latest, the latest for me, especially if I have work, the latest for me is like 1 a.m. And then I'll like, I'll, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll see you, you texting me something at like, at like 5.45. And I'm like, dude, you should be asleep. Dude, that's when the best things happen. At 5.45 a.m.? Wait, because we're at 1.15. Before we finish, okay. I have to talk about Idris Elba as Knuckles. As Sonic. 
Odd Ass Knuckles in a Sonic movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. They're, that was cool. They're going back to Knuckles being like a gullible badass instead of just a dumbass. Yeah. And it looks cool because I think because Sonic and Knuckles are fighting so it's kind of like Sonic Adventure 1. Yeah. They called it they call it Sonic versus Knuckles in Japan by the way. Oh my god. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was cool but I did think Idris Elba why is he just he just kills it in everything. I don't understand. Dude he's a he's a phenomenal that, actor. That's crazy. I don't know if they if they've casted the next James Bond, but I think he'd be a great James Bond. That'd be dope. He'd but be- yeah, I I'm excited for that Sonic movie. I'm glad that you know, I'm glad they got the Sonic stuff somewhat right. Yeah. After the fiasco from the first the first iteration. Yeah, yeah. That was oh my god, that was crazy. I don't know why they did that. That was really um, bad. I like Ben Schwartz as Sonic. I think he's a good Sonic voice. Um, it, mm-hmm. Idris Elba as as Knuckles is just Idris Elba is gonna kill it. I like that they used the same voice actress for Tails as it is in the games. Yeah, because I don't think anyone can like replace Tails's voice. No one can really replicate that unless you get like I don't know. The only person I really could see doing that maybe is uh Tara Strong maybe maybe but like also let's give other people a chance I'm not Tara true, Tara true, Strong true. is is a good voice actress but she's in like everything that's true I just think like if anybody was going to play like a high pitched voice it would probably be her it'd be it'd be Tara yeah. she plays like she plays Timmy Timmy Turner yeah so it, it'd it would be really easy for it her. would probably be her um uh what I I wrote wrote this down oh they're they're like introducing the chaos emeralds in the movie. Yeah, I saw that. So at some point in time, we may end up getting a supersonic. That'd be sick. That'd be dope. Well, we, then you got to introduce like I, I just need Shadow to show up. I need sh- if if Shadow shows up in in any capacity, um, I'm lose. I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. Who <laughs> who do you think? Let's let's say they want a Hollywood actor for Shadow. Who do you think it could be? No, I have, I don't know. They, it has to be somebody that has. Thing is, it was funny. I would have thought Idris Elba could have played Sonic. Oh, not Sonic, Shadow. Uh, I don't know. I've never heard Idris Elba be angsty. That's true. I think Idris Elba's more badass. You can get like a. Mm, I don't know. I'd have to come back to you on that one because I really don't know. What if it? What if? <laughs> what if it's Chris Pratt? <laughs> No, get it out of here. Look, it's a me, the, a shadow. The, <laughs> the fact that he's playing Mario the f- is stupid. The fact that they casted Mario, and then a week later they casted him as Garfield. Those, <laughs> every everyone. I can, okay, I could probably see Chris Pratt as Garfield. It's not that big of a deal. Chris Pratt as you know what? Okay, no, no, no. Actually, Will Arnett as. Garfield makes way more sense. Yeah, because Will Arnett's a good cynical voice actor. Exactly. Will Arnett as Garfield makes ten times more sense. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, this <laughs> I just I just need to see Shadow show up, or at least a hint that we're gonna have. It's gonna be like some post credit scene where Shadow shows up. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah. It's gonna post credit scene. They're gonna. I think. I think they're following the adventure. Canon a little bit because like Eggman comes down from space. And I think that's like mm-hmm. the space colony arc for all you Sonic fans out there. Um, 
so I think yeah I think Shadow's gonna be like the 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 experiment gone wrong and he's the perfect whatever he is in Sonic the perfect life form yeah that's what it is absolutely the perfect life form that's okay yeah just side note I really kind of want to make a video about that that Shadow game I was just about to say if Shadow is in the movie do you think they'll make him say disgusting black creatures get out of get my, out of my sight <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I love that video I love that clip so much disgusting black creatures get out of my sight I played so that funny. game on my GameCube as a child and since Facts. and since I was a stupid child I thought this game is fucking sick I was like this like oh Shadow cusses in this game fire Shadow says damn <laughs> when you get hit he says damn <laughs> Shadow has a gun when does Sonic have a gun oh my god fire okay Why'd they give him a gun? <laughs> I don't know. It was great, though. He's literally the fastest thing on Earth, and he can attack people by rolling into a ball. Why? But let me but let me pull out a glizzy room. Let me, dude, the opening cutscene is him, like, on a mountain, and he just pulls out an AK. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's just hilarious. I thought the kid. I thought that was fire, though. I thought that was fire. Oh my god! Sega remaster <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog for PS Five. Facts. I need it. I definitely need that. Um, okay. So, moving to our last topic, uh, our music recommendations for yeah. the guest of the week or whatever. What I kind of want to start doing at some point in time is curating weekly playlists on Spotify. Yeah. I know we, uh, that's something me and you have talked about, but until we kind of get more, you know, more traction on it and more people get shared, well, I kind of want to start doing that. So yeah, be on the lookout for those uh, if you're listening to this podcast. For me, um, an album that I want to spotlight today is, uh, I don't know how to say it, Zaire from Angelo Moda and Wells. It's a collab tape. Mm-hmm. Um I've been an Angelo Moda fan for a while. He's had some really good uh, projects over the years. Uh, I can't try to remember the exactly exact the names of the albums. I can't. I'm not sure. I don't have my phone around with me, but uh, it's one of those things where you can definitely tell the Drake influence on a lot of the songs, for, okay. from, especially from Ange- from Angelo. Wells is more of like a grimier North Carolina rapper. I can't remember where Angelo's from. Okay. And I've listened to well- Wells for a while. Wells is pretty dope too. Um, they got some they're, they're together have really good chemistry they flow really well the songs just sound really smooth they kind of they flow from one song to the next the features are really cool too uh notable songs i would say tornado light in the physical and then nascar 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 and tornado go go crazy especially like tornado being that lead off song that really gets you like in the whole vibe of the of the rest of the tape is super dope and then the second one it's like a single it's off like a color show from Dean Spencer. It's called, I think it's Say Revier. I think is how you, how you pronounce it or whatever. Uh-huh. It's his live color show, but it, he's releasing it as a single, probably for his next album or whatever. Cool. It's only like a minute 20. Sure. It's really short, but it has a very like playful type beat to it. But the content, the content level, the what he's talking about is a lot about growing up in the area he's from and how uh, a lot of the people that he grows up with, because he's pretty young. He's only like 20, maybe 19. And he kind of going through and 
seeing the people that he's I think the library says the people that are uh, people that are brave enough than me uh, have lived shorter lifespans than I have or something like that like something like that we're basically just talking about hey like just this is what's going on in my life and I kind of like work on getting through that and how even though I'm a very nonviolent passive person uh, people that are that see you want to come up will try to kind of bring you down and stuff so it's it's a really interesting song it's, it goes really hard for real I, I love that song so that's what I got so the album is Zaire from Angela Moda and Wells and then the song Say Revier from Dean Spencer so that's what I got for this week uh, my album recommendation this week it just came out is uh, Beat Tape 2 by Benny Sings um, it's very chill I, I love the album art it looks like drawn uh, Sesame Street. Uh, Benny Sings is like this singer slash producer from I want to say Europe, like the Netherlands around there. Um, he makes a lot of chill music. Uh, he on this album he has Mark Reb Rebelay. I don't know how to say his last name. Re- Re- Mark Rebier. Rebier. Mark Rebier. Kenny Beats, and he has a song with Made in Tokyo, which is very kind of it's kind of funny that he does because yeah. he's very chill and and made in tokyo is very just like you know he's like he makes bangers and shit um standout songs on this are look what we do featuring jones beat 100 with mark um money and guns is good uh i like song 13 on it which is weird mm-hmm. song 13 is number 10 on the album like you just need to move it over a little bit. Just three point. Just get it. Just a little bit. Um, I if you want to listen to something chill, you know, relax a little. That album is definitely something to listen to. The single I want to recommend. Uh, Kyle. Kyle's dropping a new album soon. He just okay. dropped a song called Perfect. Um, and considering that he has pink contacts with hearts in them. It's oh, Lord. it's very much a like lovey dovey album, but this song it's like he, he it sounds like he's going back to like his roots from like the first mixtape, uh, yeah, beautiful loser, and it's like yeah. it's like a almost like a house song. I wouldn't say house. It is definitely like EDM inspired. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little funky. His flow on it, it's it's like double time. He's he's kind of, it's very it's. It's it's a catchy song, I think, and, and it's it's fun to listen to. That's good, cool. I might have to check it out. I did not know he's releasing a new album, yeah. so I definitely gotta get on that single. But uh, that looks like it's about done. Anything else you got? Uh, nope, not today. Um, more Persona Five updates later because the story is crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely. Um, I might as well just give you the the Twitter login. That way, you could just tweet about Persona Five. Okay. From the account. Hell yeah! <laughs> if you want to just do that, I'm but, down. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, thank you for listening right now. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in with us and having a good time with us, listening about the game awards, uh, our music recommendations, anime related stuff. I appreciate you guys listening in. Again, you can find us on Twitter at nost plus ultra all one word or nostalgia comma plus ultra on twitter if you want to search by the name 
Instagram is nostalgia plus ultra all one word. Uh, Andre Alonzo seventeen mm-hmm. on Twitter. Zozo's Bizarre Adventure is the is the name if you want to look that up too. Yep. Uh, add us on YouTube. We got some stuff going on. Uh, again, my goal is to get a YouTube video up on the channel. That's not this podcast because hopefully we can put this one on YouTube. Uh, I want to get a, a upload up for a video that's uh, not this podcast by the end of the year. That's my goal to get one up. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm working towards. So feel free to follow us and uh, stick around. Interact with us on Twitter. If you're listening to this and you're in the Anime After Dark uh, Clubhouse thing with all the other guys in there with Worst Generation Podcast, Anime Lytical, and Blanime Podcast, if you've seen some of my tweets, give me a follow. If you're uh, interact with us, listening to this podcast, I really appreciate it anything kind of counts so uh that's been me i'm nostalgia zozo zozo's bizarre adventure <laughs> as seen by zo uh nostalgia plus ultra peace out